city east. Mist coming in. Like something is brewing. About to begin. Can't put me finger on what lies in store. I feel what's to happen. All happened before. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Magical Kingdom of Wall. I'm your host Paul and I'm joined by my lovely wife Lisa. Hello. Uh, we'd like to apologise for the uh, the big gap in between episodes. Uh, Christmas kind of got in the way and, and birthdays and things like that. So uh, we've had a bit of a break between the first and the second episode but we're back and we're going to be regularly producing podcasts now we are it's difficult to find the time sometimes when we've got a young family and we both work full time but it's just a case of we want to continue doing this because we're passionate about it so it's finding the time and making sure that we set that time aside yeah i think we can do that can't we yeah we certainly <laughs> can so um what were we uh yeah coming up on this show then um what we thought we'd do is uh we've got our merchandise section and then we've got a little section that's relating to family at Disney. Um, and then we'll come on to our main topic, which we'll go into a bit further. But that's basically us starting to plan for Florida already. Um, then we'll have our little history section and then that will neatly wrap things up. But we've decided what we're going to do each episode is kick off by telling you what candles we're burning which you might think to yourself well I don't care but these candles are fantastic because they're Disney inspired now I understand that if you get on Etsy and you're in the United States you've got so much choice so many different people produce these candles and they're so creative you know they've got fantastic names fragrances packaging but we've got just one company in the UK that do it and this company is called Maple and Whiskey and they're fantastic. And as I said, you can find their shop on Etsy. We've put probably about four or five orders in with them so far. Yeah. And we absolutely love everything. So tonight we're burning uh, their fragrance, which is called Writer's Stop. Unfortunately, the Writer's Stop doesn't exist anymore, which is something we are sad about because we loved that place, didn't we, honey? Yeah, it was, it was somewhere we went in. One of the memories of something we brought back for the first time I yeah. I went to, to Florida. Um, just a just a coffee mug, a Mike Wazowski coffee mug. Yeah. But that place has already stuck with us and we the last time we went we went back we'd heard the, the rumours that it was gonna disappear for Star Wars land slash Toy Story Land and it came to pass in the last what couple of months. Yeah. Sadly, because the writer's stop was a really, really cool place where you could just take time out from the park, step inside, and you could sit and have a cup of coffee, read a book. So imagine the place, it smells like fresh coffee and pastries. That's exactly this fragrance that we're burning right now. It's a really, really lovely fragrance. Uh, it's quite, quite strong when you smell it, but once the candle starts burning, it's a subtle fragrance, but it fills the house and it just smells like freshly brewed coffee. It's absolutely fantastic. I've actually got a, a stack of the uh, wax tart melts here. So I've got Writer's Stop. My next one is called Arendelle, which, not shockingly, is frozen related. Beautiful sort of mint green, light powder blue coloured cubes, these wax cubes. And they smell like peppermint and freshness. And I think if you could... Uh, sort of get snow and put it in a fragrance that's what it would smell like <laughs> and then we've got plaza ice cream which is beautiful a gorgeous vanilla fragrance um, another new one is tonga toast uh, and that one smells kind of like banana nut bread and baked goods it's such a lovely smell and um, we've got another one which is called beach club just smells like the lobby of the beach club hotel of course this is one of Paul's favourites, Tomb Sweet Tomb. Yeah, and it's kind of like, mansion. yeah, Haunted Mansion inspired. And it smells like patchouli and incense. It's a really nice musky earthy smell. I love that one. And then one of my favourites, Adventure is Out There. This is purple and not surprisingly ah, is grape scented. Um, and Up is one of my favourite Disney films. In fact, you know what? I'll just call it Up is my favourite Disney film ever of all time. Um, so that candle is absolutely essential to have. So maple and whiskey do wax tarts where you snap a cube off and put it in your burner 
or you've got two size candles that come in jars or you can buy packs of six um, tea lights and they've also started doing reed diffusers and I believe they've branched out to clothing as yeah. well. Yeah, I was so, earlier today actually. Yeah, the, we love a British uh, company that you know do disney's buy things because otherwise it costs us a fortune to try and get something from america so we'll continue to get our stuff from there they do tons tons more fragrances that we just don't have yet um but we'll keep getting them and keep letting you know what they're like so definitely recommend those guys yeah certainly do um so moving on again another another bit for you um the uh, merchandise selection Yes. For the month. Okay, so I'm just going to talk briefly, very briefly, about what we touched on in episode one, which was the Kath Kidson Mickey Mouse collection. Um, I did manage to get some pieces, um, but only two bits, because when the collection launched, uh, the website crashed. It was absolutely dreadful. Um, took me the better part of two hours to get a pen and a mug. Um, my problem with all of this is that Kath Kidson sent out an email where you could register and they'd send you a code so that you could log in when the pre-sale began. So they must have known how many emails they responded to, which means they must have known how many people they would have had coming onto their site. Did they adjust their servers to accommodate the additional traffic? No. Um, and what's worse is that some of the people that did manage to get on, while I was still shopping, trying to check out with my basket and getting kicked out of the website, Things started to appear on eBay for already twice the price, three times the price. So it was a bit, bit of a charade, to be honest. And my friends that waited a couple of days and just went into a store a day later found the merchandise there plentiful, you know, no queuing, no internet nightmares. But cut a long story short, I got two of the Mickey in London pieces. One was a beautiful pen and a beautiful mug. Um, they are lovely. I'm so glad I've got them. Was it worth the hassle? No. <laughs> so I don't think I'll be doing that again, but I'm glad I got the pieces. So there you go. If you managed to get something, that's fantastic. Let us know what you got. I'd be really interested to find out. Um, so that's following up from the last episode. So for this episode um, and subsequent episodes, I'm going to be doing my top five merchandise. And I've chosen Beauty and the Beast for this one because something popped up yesterday which is the new Pandora Disney Spring 2017 collection and there are two new Beauty and the Beast uh, charms. The first one is gorgeous, it's Mrs Potts and Chip. It's absolutely beautiful um, and next to that is another Bell's Rose. This one's called Bell's Radiant Rose and it's kind of like, doesn't look unlike a, how a ring might look, uh, beautiful a rose in the centerpiece there and threads on like everything else um but it's a bit odd looking that one it is nice but it's a bit odd looking um and that adds to the four that you can already get which are from the 2015 collection which is bell's tiara there's a yellow glass murano bead which is called bell's signature color and then there's one of the enamel circular beads, Bell's Enchanted Rose. Obviously, that's got red in it. And then one of the dangling charms, which is the yellow Bell's dress. So if you want to expand your bracelet, there's two extra pieces. Um, and they are beautiful. Um, also, in that 2017 spring collection, we've got a couple of Tinkerbell pieces, a Donald and a Daisy, a Piglet and a Tigger if you're collecting Winnie the Pooh. And there's a Snow White 80th anniversary charm which is lovely, very similar to the strange-looking Bell's Radiant Rose. Can't say I've ever seen many Pandoras that shape before, but, you know, I'd have to see if I wanted to buy one. I'd have to see it in the flesh sort of thing. Not in the flesh, in real life. Um, but I don't know. I'm undecided. I'm on the fence about those anyway, but the other pieces are lovely. So they will be coming out, I believe, uh, beginning of March. So get your orders in with your contacts in the states because of course can't get them in england park exclusives so moving on to my next favorite piece uh, it's got to be the cogsworth clock it's absolutely perfect it's gorgeous i want to get one i also want the lumiere candlesticks that flicker they're fantastic um, we're likely to join our household at least soon. one of them when we visit Paris in June, I yeah, would imagine. Yeah, I reckon Lumiere, and then when we go to Florida, maybe we'll bring back Cogsworth. Cogsworth is on a Disney store, <coughs> Disney.com, for $74.95. Um, and it's a talking clock. 
which sounds cool. I think it's lovely. I do believe they do make an appearance on the, the UK Disney Store at times as well. Obviously, we don't get as much stock yeah, as, as the US. Yeah, we do not get a good selection, do we? We really don't. Um, and also on the Disney Store is a Beauty and the Beast tea set. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, it looks like Bone China, to be fair. Bone China cups and saucers and a teapot. Uh, it's from the live-action film, so it's got faces on... They're a little different to how you'd expect it to look from the cartoon. Actually, it does say it's fine china. It should be fine china because it's $249.95. But it's beautiful and I love it. Um, but not as much as this plate that I'm looking at. I've definitely got to get one of these. I'm sure they'll have them in Paris. Um, but it's I'm a plate. I'm not sure because it is from the, the Be Our Guest restaurant in, oh, in Florida. I hope they've got them in Paris with... Beauty and the Beast being, you know, yeah, you never know. They might, they might do. Fingers crossed. Anyway, it's a plate that has um, the wording across the middle. Try the grey stuff; it's delicious. Um, it doesn't say "Don't believe us." That's the dishes, but you know what that bit's from. Twelve dollars ninety-five. This one is. Um, oh, I'll, I'm hoping when we get to Paris, it's there. I'll let you know if it is. I'll be grabbing one, and then finally, um, there's some dessert plates. It's a four-piece set. And it's, I'm just looking to see if this is China. No, porcelain. So dishwasher and microwave safe. And it's got beautiful silhouette of Beast and Belle dancing in the centre. Absolutely love this merchandise because, well, it's pots and pans and plates and all the things I like. <laughs> things that you can have, you know what I mean? Everyday things, apart from the tea set, that's not everyday. But things that you would use all the time, not just sitting on a shelf gathering dust. I like them. I like the plates. I'll definitely need to get one. So that'd be your your first choice of it those would. bits of merchandise. It would. I can't see me adding the Pandora charms to my bracelet anytime soon because my colour theme is red and I've got um Mickey and Minnie on there, so I'll just have to start a new the bracelet. Rose would fit. Yeah, I probably would. I'll have to start a new bracelet. Don't dodge it. No. I need a second one. <laughs> That'll probably happen when I end up going for my runs by myself. In, That's in how place. you get to go to yeah. on your runs by yourself to Paris without me. <laughs> so, so let's move on anyway. Yeah. That's our merchandise section. So, so yeah, moving on. Take the we're, lead on that. We're, uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that helps families when they visit the parks, specifically the Florida parks, the Orlando parks. It was something that we, we'd never kind of thought about um you just expect like a, a baby changing area in the toilets no disney have got you sorted we're going to talk about the baby centers which we could have couldn't have done without when we we visited yeah. our little boy was 18 months old the last time we went to florida um it's three and a half nearly four now um so it's a while ago but they haven't changed they're still the same um they were just fantastic, and I'll let you talk yeah. a little bit about them. I mean, I think we're so used to, in England, visiting different places, and there's normally always a separate little room for baby changing, but it's got one of the pull-down changing areas that are fixed to the wall that aren't really safe. The toilets are never particularly clean or fantastic, um, and we're just so used to really you know below standard facilities to be honest that i think it blew our mind when we first stepped into a baby center um we'd done our research online because beforehand we'd been to the parks a load of times but didn't have a child so we had no idea that these places existed and we'd heard about the baby centers and we thought you'd probably just get a you know larger than average changing station and it'd be a bit cleaner but what we didn't expect is a whole series of rooms that you step into the, the place and first of all there are private nursing areas where you can go in there's somewhere really comfortable to sit and you can close the door so for those mothers who are breastfeeding you can go somewhere in private and do it you can go somewhere air-conditioned and comfortable and do it but not only that um in the baby centers there's always normally a tv room that's also got books and toys so just get your kids out the park put them in a room that's nice and air conditioned so they can chill out calm down whatever they need to do there's a space for them there is the main room that does the baby changing but each station is a massive great big thing where you can lie your child in comfort with plenty of room around you and there is everything you could ever need in that room and there is also it seemed to me that every time we went in there was always somebody in attendance as well 
and they've got an area where they sell medication, formula, baby food, nappies, wet wipes. If your baby has an accident, ruins their clothes, there's all kinds of clothing in there. There's everything you could ever need for your child for sale in there. You can also heat up your food in the microwave. There's a, a an eating area with table and chairs and high chairs. You can basically go in and if you need to get sorted out, you can spend an hour more in there and get absolutely sorted. They're massive, they're pristine, they're beautifully decorated and it's just I don't know why I ever expected anything less from Disney, yeah. but it's fantastic. I have to say, I think I think we did we use three? We I didn't use one at Animal Kingdom, did we? No, I think but was, we did at Epcot and Magic Kingdom. And I was gonna say the Epcot one is probably Phenomenal. my favourite yeah. out of all of them. Um Epcot's a wide open resort uh park. It's and it can get really warm and it can be a really long day. Um but the one there was just, it was right as you came out of Future World into World Showcase. Um, and it was in the perfect spot. And it seemed to be like it went on forever. It was huge in there. It was humongous. Yeah. And that that day, I, was, I wasn't very well, was I? The first you day weren't. I got a headache. No, and also it was... It was too hot for comfort that yeah. day. It was unbearably hot. And that's another thing. It's not just... It's like a family centre, not a baby centre. Yeah. I went... We hadn't got any pills with us that day. We hadn't got any headache tablets. So I went and bought some. Yeah, you did. From from in there. We also bought our boy some, some, toys. some little toys. Yeah. They've got like a little shopping section in there. We're yeah. just like little baby toys, not something expensive. These were just like rubber Mickey Mouse toys and, yeah, because and he'd things found, like that. Yeah, he'd found those in the television room and yeah. loved them so much we went and bought him his own set. Yeah. And he still plays with them today. Yeah, in fact, they're <laughs> on the floor right yeah. next to us right now. He still plays with them today, but it got to the point where Sam was in his buggy, he was getting a little bit irritable, we were all so, so hot, we knew it was time to stop and see if he needed a change, and so we went in there, and it's just calm, calmness in the middle of what was a really busy park that day. And we went in, we got him cooled down, we got him changed, we got him fed. Uh, he relaxed. We, there's also facilities for us, you know, you can go off and your, you know, your partner looks after the little one while you go and see to yourself and then you swap over. Um, there's no rushing. There's no sort of, you've had your turn, get out. You can spend as long as you like in there. Um, we sat in the main room where you can sit and eat, didn't we? Just chilling out. And when we'd found that we'd sort of, I don't know, we'd cooled down again, hadn't we? And yep. calmed down and we felt re-energised and then we went back out and carried on with the rest of our day. Mm. But if we'd not have had that stop at the baby centre, I think I'd have lasted about another half an hour and then I'd have been saying, I need to go, I need to go back to the hotel room. At, at the time, the the one in Magic Kingdom wasn't the easiest thing to find. No. Um, because at that, that time, they it was when they were expanding uh, the hub in front of the castle and there was lots of... Uh, building walls up at that point so it was kind of like going through a maze to find it but once we did again it was lovely it was it was yeah. right on the end of main street um right next to crystal palace in fact it is it's it's just behind crystal palace just so it was all away. all within that victorian theme in yeah um that fits in with main street and again it was lovely it wasn't obviously not so big as the epcot one the epcot one i think was built specifically for yeah. what it was whereas it seemed like the one in Magic Kingdom was possibly an, an afterthought. And obviously, yeah. Magic Kingdom is the oldest park in, in Florida. So, it possibly wasn't something they thought of when it first opened. And, and it was an add-on. But it was, it? It was, again, it was lovely in there. Yeah. Um, so, I would say, if you're travelling with little ones, and of any age, you know, it doesn't have to be a baby. We were talking about this just the other day. If we go... Um, when we make it back out to Florida and Sam's not feeling great, you know, I, I don't know what it'd be, five or six then. But if we need to, we'll be going to those baby centres. Take it from me. We know the score. We know to, where to go to get a seat in air conditioning and we will be taking him into those baby centres. Yeah, and definitely make use of it. Yeah, even if so, you've got more grown-up children. Not, exactly. I'm not saying take a, a teenager in there. <laughs> no. But certainly if you're still primary school age or... Yeah, do it. Nobody's going to frown on you and, and say that you can't. No. So I'd say when you get your maps, locate those baby centres on them and 
take yourself off there. Definitely yeah. do it. We would recommend it. Yeah, we're, we're not saying if your child needs a break out of the sun for a good while, by all means, go back to the hotel and have a break there. Yeah. But if it's just for a 15, 20-minute yeah. break out of the sun to have a drink or something to eat, um, or if they're, they're having a bit of a meltdown, it's somewhere you can take them just to, to have a break. And um, have a bit of peace and yeah, quiet as well. It's away from the from the buzz of the park. If you, your kids are overstimulated with the park, yeah. it's a good place to take them just to, to calm them down and give them some cooling off time. Yeah, and you will feel re-energised and able to go back out and face the parks and face the crowds and the noise. It really does have a good effect on you. And I love those baby centres. <laughs> yeah. So I'd recommend them. If you don't know about them, you do now. Go and check them out. Don't go to the main bathrooms and struggle and try and sort your baby out in there. Yeah. There's a dedicated space for you. It's comfortable, it's convenient, it's free, it's clean. So do check them out. Yeah. And we'll possibly put something on the website. Yeah. Um, some pictures of, uh, of them. I'm sure there's some pictures available on the internet that we can, I think we can get a, hold of. I think there's an article that is actually posted on the website. I wrote it originally for the Diz After Dark podcast to go on their website and then recopied it onto our website. But what I'll do is I'll put some social links out tomorrow and I will put a reminder up on the main page so that you can link to that article and see the images. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a, a good place to, to move on to the next topic. And this is this is going to be our main topic, I think. And it's something I think that's been bugging us for a, for a while. Yeah. Um, we're not planning on, on going back to, to Orlando for a couple of years. We're we're in the process of, of buying a house. Yeah. Um, so we're having having to wait. We're going to Paris, as we we mentioned on the first podcast. Um, but we are now in the process of planning our next trip to Orlando yeah. um, in a couple of years. So with the British um, website for booking direct with Disney, um, you can normally book up to two years in advance, depending on when in the year you're going. So if you're going in December of the following year, you can normally book it in January. So we're kind of looking at prices now for what we can book at the beginning of next year. Um, and we've taken into account, we've, we've done, we did the, uh, the free dining plan last time. Um, it was only the, the basic dining plan, uh, the quick service one last time, because we stayed in a moderate resort. We stayed at Caribbean Beach Resort. Um, but we, we also had a couple of character dining uh, and things like that. So... We were kind of looking this time that possibly we might do the actual full dining plan, not the, the major one, not the deluxe one, but the, the middle ground one where you have one sit-down meal a day and one quick service meal a day. Yeah. And obviously for that, if you want to do the free dining with Disney, you actually have to book a deluxe hotel. Um, now, <laughs> deluxe hotels aren't cheap by any way, shape or form. No, that's why we're planning now. Yeah. <laughs> so we're kind of trying to take down what it's going to cost us but as i said it's it's not cheap doing it that way um but we're taking down notes of what each one's cost the free dining isn't normally available until about april time um so we can't take that into account at the moment but we can take into account how much it costs in january and then we can see whether it goes up when they add the free dining whether it comes down whether it stays the same all throughout the year the other option we've now stumbled upon is renting DVC points, um, which gets you a deluxe villa um, for a fraction of the price of what a deluxe hotel would cost you. We then have to take into account how much it would cost to put the dining plan on top of yeah, that. To figure out the best deal. Yeah, because yeah. we, we've kind of said, as we mentioned earlier, our son will be about six by the time we, we go back. Um, he's still going to be into character dining. Um, so we want to do quite a lot of character dining and, and things like that and try some of the, the other restaurants, some of the, the upscale restaurants, some of the Disney Spring restaurants yeah. we, want, we want to try as well. Um, so it's taking into account how much each package is going to cost us. Now, the plan is, if we do the, the Disney route... Um, We'd get everything through them. It'd be the hotel, the dining plan, tickets, um, which all comes up. And because I'm going to be heading back out to 
Florida the year after, um, I'm going to be doing the Dopey Challenge. That'll more cost for you me. at least three Pandora charms, at yeah. least. More, more for <laughs> me for, for actually taking that challenge on. But I'd be upgrading my tickets to an annual pass. Um, but I don't think that would save us enough not to have the dining plan. I know. Um, it's a bit of a catch-22. That's why we're pricing it up. Because yeah. at the minute, if you rent DVC points, you can get a villa, a deluxe studio villa for the price of a moderate hotel room. Yeah. So you're talking kitchenette, you're talking a king or queen bed, and the ones that we've been looking at have got the fantastic pull-down Murphy bed that's in the, within the TV unit. So, you know, you don't have to mess about pulling a whole sofa bed out. Um, I know that if you do go into the moderate hotel rooms, you do get the two uh, double beds. But when we went to Caribbean Beach Resort, they were double beds and they were small. They were smaller than our bed at home. You know, the one we've got, a, a king bed upstairs, they were small and it was uncomfortable being that cramped, wasn't it? Yeah, Especially it when it was. gets so warm at night. So, And also, when you've got a, a young child who, who needs space, um, certainly at that point, as I said, he was 18 months, he just started walking properly. Um, and he was all over the shop. And there just wasn't enough room for him to, to move around. And I know you don't spend that much time in your hotel rooms but when you've got a child that wants to go back and have a sleep during the day yeah. or you truncate your day to finishing it just before dinner time you need that space for, for him to kind of wind down and and that's why i think that the dvc units have have really piqued our interest they really have and we've been looking at um watching a lot of youtube videos yeah and we've kind of narrowed it down to two and basically, in, if we were to book direct through Disney, there is no way in a thousand years we would ever, ever be able to afford to stay at Bay Lake Towers. No way on earth. However, <laughs> when you look at the DVC points, renting, you know, the system where you rent the points, uh, it would be the same price yeah, as yeah. a hotel room in one of the higher-end moderate villas. So you're looking at about... Two th it's just shy of two thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a no brainer. For Bay Lake Tower, so that's about twelve hundred yeah. pound, twelve some, thirteen hundred pound. It gives you flexibility as well because something you can't do when you book direct with Disney, you know, you choose your resort, you book your tickets, you do your meal plan. It's all together. It's all it's quite inflexible really because you'd have to mess about if you wanted to split your stay. Whereas if you buy the DVC points, you just say where you want to go and when. And we're thinking about possibly doing the bulk of our stay at the Boardwalk Villas in the Epcot area and then having a few special days at Bay Lake Towers in the Magic Kingdom area. Um, both of these have piqued our interest because, number one, they are gorgeous and the resorts are gorgeous, but the proximity to the parks, you can walk to Epcot from Boardwalk Villas. And also, you've got the Boardwalk. Studios as exactly. well. Exactly. And, of course, Bay Lake Towers have their own monorail bang you're at the magic kingdom you know and you don't have far to go to get to the contemporary there's chef mickey's there you know it, it's just we enjoyed the caribbean beach resort don't get me wrong yeah and and saying that they are in the planning stages of actually adding dvc to caribbean beach resort it's not been they officially are. announced but the plans have leaked of what they're doing and there have been rumors of dvc moving into the moderates and specifically caribbean beach resort for a good 18 months now yeah um and that definitely looks like it it will be and it would be an option especially if we do rent these dvc points and we like it and at some point we may actually purchase dvc ourselves i think that's coming up in the future probably yeah i think my main problem with disney caribbean beach resort is that we paid for a preferred room to be closer to everything it was still a good 15 minutes away from where the restaurants, the shops, and the spot to refill your refillable mug was. And saying that the, the restaurant wasn't always open, it didn't it didn't carry the normal Disney opening hours. No. And um, which is something they're definitely going to have to improve if they are putting DVC in there. They really need to work on that, because I've got a family in America, um, and I have an aunt and uncle that live in Florida, and they came over to the resort to visit with us one day, and I said, oh, they've got a restaurant on site, it'll be fantastic. We'll walk down and we'll go and eat there. The first thing is that um, they're both not particularly elderly, but they, they've been through the wars a little bit. So, you know, they're a bit 
unsteady on their feet maybe nowadays and the walk just about finished them off and we're supposed to be close you'll understand we paid extra to be close and although it is a, for a fit able person it's a really lovely pleasant walk down by the water and everything um but it's still quite a way away and then when we got there the restaurant was closed um so we ended up in the food court in which wasn't service. too bad because yeah. it was at quite a good time of day that it wasn't its usual free-for-all chaotic yeah. meat market the only vibe. issue that i had was that it was actually the the day of the the run that i was doing um, so it was a bit difficult to find choice of something that I should eat before yeah. I ran. You were trying to carb up for your half marathon, yeah. weren't you? I ran, a, I ran the wine and dine half marathon that evening, and the choice for me wasn't great. I ended up having a, a ham sob, yeah, because there wasn't, wasn't really any choice at all for, for someone that was doing that at that time of the day. No, and um, the other thing that I... I liked it at the time um, when you went off to one of the parks one day and Sam and I decided to explore the resort. Yeah, I went and had a, a morning and I did Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios before I came and met you. I was originally meant to be doing the Keys to the Kingdom tour and then it. when I went to book it, it was, yeah, it was fully booked. booked. Um, so Sam and I spent a morning just, you know, looking around the resort and everything. And I've got pictures of him on the sand in front of the water on the hammocks. And it all looks very sweet and everything. But in the back of my mind now is, and Paul laughs at me, but I say, what if there was gators in those waters? You know, I believe there's fencing up on there now, but it kind of puts a bit of a grey spot over the whole day, to be honest, because you never know how far away from, we were from an alligator at any one time. But no. we had a nice morning. We walked down to the little, they've got a little island um, because Caribbean Beach Resort is on two sides of the water um, and there's an island that connects them both and you can get over on the bridge. That's what's ironic. Um, some of the rooms that were over the other side of Caribbean Cay um, are across the water and they were still closer to the main facilities than we were yeah. and they aren't preferred rooms as far as I'm aware. So I think we will be utilising the knowledge we have to request the room we want to get. <laughs> yep, uh, we would definitely recommend using tour implants. Um, yep. Len is a, is a friend of the show, uh, of Disaster Dark, um, via his old show on uh, WDW Today. Um, now tour implants, Jim Hill, Disaster Dark had Jim Hill on a, a couple of weeks ago and got, got the biggest ever downloads that they've got. So... We we know this this guy and we're we're going to use him the next time. We will be. Um, so have a look at uh, touringplans.com. Um, they give you all the the views uh, of the rooms out the windows, so you'll know where these rooms are in the. Yeah. And then what you can do is you can send that over to to Len uh, where you want to stay, which rooms, and he can send uh, a request to Disney, um, saying where you want to stay, and and it's a little bit off off the map but Len says 90% of the time that if they can't give you the room they want you'll probably get an upgrade that um, would be nice not always a given but I've heard Len mention that before you never know and there's also um, is it Dave? Dave's DVC uh, Rentals is, is the company that we've been looking at yep um, just price it for yourself have a look have a look at the rack rates online then look for Dave's website, price some things up, and you'll be absolutely amazed at the difference in price. Yeah. But as I say, for us, it, we get special British packages where you do get your park tickets, you do get your accommodation, and then apparently the dining plan's free. We'll find out if that's really true or not, but it's supposed to be. So that's quite a big incentive for us because if you think we're going for 12 days, Disney isn't cheap and the food isn't particularly cheap. So we've got to weigh up the fact that if we do get um, DVC points and rent a studio, we'll have a kitchenette. So breakfast will take care of itself, for example. Um, so do we need to get the dining plan or can we manage? So that's the kind of thing that you really have to plan because our last holiday to Disney with flights from the UK included, I think it has to have cost over £5,000. And then on top of that was our spending money. And believe you me, we spent... We rang up one day, I think we'd been there about six days, and we rang the reception just to check how much we'd spent. 
and the woman was like, yeah, you've, you're up to like $960. And we were like, oh dear, we better wind it back a little bit. <laughs> it's so uh, easy to do with way. magic bands. <laughs> with, the, with the Disney packages in the UK, you sometimes get a gift card as part of the package as well. <laughs> uh, it depends on how quickly you book it. If you book early, then you get a $200 one. If you book a bit later, it's normally not down to about $100. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I know what you did with ours. Um, yeah, so we got the $200 one. Um, I went out the first, not the first night, because the first night I went to Magic Kingdom by myself yeah. um, to knock out some fast passes. I managed to go on uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train that first night. Um, the second night, um, I had a bit of a break because was, I was quite tired from the, the travelling the day before. So we'd been, we'd been to Epcot yeah. during the day, as we said quite a busy hectic park and very spread out so we kind of decided we were going to have a quiet night and i thought right i'll go down to disney springs pick up the gift card <laughs> and, and get some bits on it um i went to d street which was at the time the home of Vinylmations, and managed to spend the gift card plus more. Plus another hundred dollars, I think. You it came wasn't back. no, it wasn't a hundred dollars. It, it was I, about thirty. I thought you came back with about three hundred. Oh, that's what we spent in the end. Yeah. About three hundred dollars on vinylations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our suitcases were quite heavy with all those little lumps of plastic on the way home. So, and that's another thing to take into account. You get a free two hundred dollar gift card. Yeah. You've just got to work out what's best for you. If you if you want that extra dining plan. Um, all means have a look and see how much the disney package is going to cost it could well be we're we're still not sure how it's going to work out it could be that booking a deluxe hotel through the the Walt disney website might be cheaper we don't know that yet just got to price um, it up we've just got to price it up as to what's what's going to come out um but yeah that's uh, and i think we decided and i know it's starting to become a bit more difficult to book Saratoga Springs, I think that's yeah. what we we yeah. looked at because even though they're the deluxe villas, they quite regularly pop up on the official uh, DisneyHolidays.co.uk website here in the UK. Saratoga Springs is now a little bit more difficult to book yeah. via that way due to the fact it's right next door to Disney Springs, um, which has now become a very popular destination. I think for me, we were looking at different hotels. There's so much choice. How do you narrow it down? Yeah. And we've gone from saying we're definitely going to this one to completely changing our minds about yeah. a thousand times. But for me this time, Boardwalk Villas, is it's that's the one. I think I've got my heart set on that. If we do DVC, I think Boardwalk Villas will be the one. Yeah. If we do it through the official website, the likelihood is that we're going to go possibly Wilderness Lodge. Yeah. If we can't get Sarasota Springs. I know you're really into the idea of Wilderness Lodge, but I'm sort of on the fence about it because I like the idea of Boardwalk Villas, some time near Epcot, then going over to Bay yeah, Lake for Magic Kingdom. Saying. You're going to have to do it two different ways. I know. We won't be able to get Boardwalk Villas if we do it through the official website. The only way we're doing Boardwalk Villas is DVC points. Exactly. So it's up in the air. You see, you have a lot to think about and a lot of planning to do and... Paul works with numbers every day, so I'm leaving the numbers stuff to him. Yeah, He's I've keeping got, an eye on the prices, I've aren't got, you? I've got my list of prices for January, both for uh, DisneyHolidays.co.uk and for, for Dave's DVC rentals. Yep. Um, so I'm just going to keep doing it every month and see what how the prices fluctuate and, and what's available. And when we're in a position to book, we'll let you know what we're doing, yep. how much we've saved, yep. what the best deal was, and where we'll be staying. But I think I think the the likelihood is we will stick with with the dining plan, um, yeah. just due to the fact that it it makes it so much easier. And I think I think in our case, as we've said, we want to do those extra special meals for Sam. We do, we do. So the likelihood is we're going to want that that middle ground dining plan. Yeah. We don't need to sit down meals a day. We don't, and to be honest, when we had the dining plan when we stayed at Disney Caribbean Beach Resort, on the last day, we still had meals left on our magic band, and we couldn't use them all. We couldn't, we literally got sick of eating. Yeah. Because and we, we ended up snack converting them into snack credits. We did, and just grabbing things that we could yeah. stash away to take on the go with us. But um, I think it's just a case, really, of you have to try and be a little bit smarter than Disney, because 
Disney are in this to make money and they're constantly looking at ways where they can change things to make more money. Case in point, we go to Disneyland Paris in June. It'll be our fourth trip out there together, I think. Um, will it be our second trip with Sam? Yes, but we went for Halloween we did. in 2015. And for the first time ever, when you book your hotel, breakfast is no longer included. It always was before. Um, for the value hotels, uh, the breakfast wasn't anything really to write home about. You know, you'd get sort of croissants and toast and some meats and cheeses and cereals. But there was never anything hot. And after about three or four days, you'd be pretty sick of that. But hey, it was free. And at the end of the day, you could get something to eat and go for a cup of coffee if you wanted to. But they've even taken that away from you now. So if you want breakfast, you've got to pay for it which is extra to what it used to be. So every which way they can, Disney is squeezing you for a bit, a bit of extra. So you've just got to be smart about it. For example, I think we talked about it briefly on the last podcast, but we've done this booking and it's only for me and Sam. We're going to add Paul on when we get there because he's got an annual pass. Um, and I think it's something like eight euros room tax to add you on. But there's no point when we don't have breakfast included. Why pay... What was it, a difference of about £148? Uh, and previous, when the, the breakfast was included, um, even if you added yourself onto the room, you still got breakfast. Did you? Um, ah. So it is It's definitely a, a downside, and I don't, don't think Disneyland Paris' prices have gone down. No, I don't um, think they have either, no. But with the annual pass, I get discounts for meals and, and things like that. So but we're hey, we're Disney fans, there. aren't we? We love yeah. Disney. When I say outsmart them, I just mean making the right choices to get the best yeah, possible value. Yeah, there's definitely ways of, of making your trips cheaper if you yeah. if you look properly. So They're a business. It's their business to get more money out of you and get more yeah. people there visiting. But if you're smart and informed and make the right choices, yeah. you don't pay as much as they could make you pay. <laughs> yeah. And also, again, as, as we mentioned, we, we've watched quite a lot of videos of different resorts on YouTube. Yeah. Definitely go and have a look at some of them and see see what takes your fancy. Yeah. It might be that you don't want a villa. It might be that you do just want that room. Like, you're not going to spend that much time in them. You could even go for a value one and upgrade your dining plan. Um, it could it's, be that you... There, there's just so many ways of doing it. And it, the, the prices don't differentiate that much by doing it that way just you get a, a bit of a bigger room if you do it yeah do it that way that that's the, what it basically comes down to it's just down to individual requirement i think and what you need from your room for us a studio would work perfectly yeah we definitely definitely feel that the studios are more of a size of a normal hotel room yeah definitely disney's hotel rooms on on the large size um so, not the ones we've stayed in anyway. No, uh, and I don't think the normal, even the, the deluxe resorts, I don't think the rooms are overly big. No, but I would say just do your research, have a look at all of the different options, all of the different hotels and resorts. Um, but yeah, I'm a little bit in love with Boardwalk Villas, so I'm hoping that somehow that pans out to be the best option, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. But we'll definitely be going back to Florida for sure. Um, there definitely will be videos coming up when we when we visit these parks. There'll be there'll be videos on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, I'm going for the Disneyland Paris 25th anniversary. I'm actually there on the day, um, just spending a couple of days there. Um, but I'm not staying on property. I'm staying at the the Kyriad, um, which is one of the local good neighbour hotels. I'll probably do a video for that. Um, showing you around that. Uh, there'll be some videos of, of what's going on in the park, obviously. I'm hoping there might be a dedication. I'm hoping possibly Bob Iger might make his way over. That'd be nice. Um, obviously, the new parade. Um, it will be there, the new nighttime parade. Um, I'm also hoping... Well, I was really hoping that uh, Hyperspace Mountain was going to be available. It's now been delayed. They haven't even managed to get it for May the 4th. Um, it's opening on May the 6th. Um, you would hope they might have some uh, some soft openings for May the 4th, um, which that kind of leads us on to the, the next subject. Um, another ride that's going to be closed during Disneyland Paris' 25th anniversary. So moving on to our, our little history section, we're going to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, 
Dark one of the quintessential classics um, of Disney's um, opened in 1967 um, it was originally meant to open before that but due to Disney's um, major influence on the, the 1964 or 65 World's Fair um, they ended up building other rides uh, at Disneyland um, they ended up building Small World which was transplanted from the World's Fair um, originally it was conceived as a, a walk-through wax museum um, but it's a sail through wax museum well <laughs> I wouldn't call it a wax museum no I'm kidding but it was actually the, the final attraction that Walt Disney worked on before he died um, it actually opened two months after he passed away um, but obviously holds that major Major love from a lot of Disney fans, I think. Yeah. Um, It'd hold more love for me if every time I went somewhere it was open. It just seems wherever we go, it's closed. We've been on on three different versions of it. We have. I've still not got over um, when we went to Disneyland Paris and I was pregnant and the only thing I could go on was It's a Small World. That was it. I couldn't go on Pirates of the Caribbean. I was gutted. No, but you've been on it. The previous trip, yeah. and we, we went on it in Florida. And Sam did love it, yeah. to be fair. There's quite a drop. Yep, and um, we went on it in California. Yep. Both times we went. Yep. Um, California is obviously the original. Um, I think it's going to always hold a, a special place. Um, we never got to go on the original version of it. No, we didn't. Um, only the, the Disneyland Paris version of it is the, the original Yep. version that we've managed to get on which is now gone as well because as I said it's now closed Captain Jack's um, making his way Captain Jack's, Jack's making his, his sail across the ocean uh, down to Europe um, obviously the two versions we've been on in, in the States have both featured uh, the major popular films the yes. Pirates of the Caribbean yep. um, films um, we went on California first as I said New Orleans Square is it's possibly one of our favourite areas in any of the parks. It's definitely mine. Um, I love it there. So it, it kind of it does hold a special place for us. Um, yeah. We went on our honeymoon. It was the first time we actually went on it. It was. Um, I remember. So you can see see why it, it means something to us. Um, but yeah, it's... You can't, knock it, you can't knock them for putting in the characters from the films. The no. films are... A multi-billion dollar franchise. Yeah. Well, like any of the old Disney classic rides, um, although they are still immense fun, some of them you get in and they're awfully dated. They've got to do something to keep it fresh, to bring it up to date, while still retaining some of the classic feel and, you know, some of Walt's original vision. But uh, the thing I'd like to do, which is just a case of talking you into it, is I'd like to eat in one of the restaurants, but you're not exactly a fan of fishy food, no, are you? No, <laughs> I'm not. It's, it's a little bit difficult. But again, another another friend of the show, uh, we watched Justin Scard um, in the Blue... Blue Bayou. Or is it no, Blue it's Bayou? not. The, it's oh, no, which one's that? The Blue Lagoon. We, uh, we can never remember which way around. Because the, the, the Disneyland, no. Okay. Florida hasn't. Florida hasn't. Florida's the only one that hasn't. Right. Paris has and California have, but we can never remember which way round which. One's the Blue Lagoon and one's the Blue Bayou. Um, but yeah, we were Justin. Justin is gloom free, and he managed to eat in there, so I'm sure I can manage to eat in there. I'm at some sure point. that you could find something to eat that isn't disgustingly. Well, let's have a look because I'm looking now at the Blue Bayou. Um, and that one is more Cajun than yeah, which fits in with the, yeah. the New Orleans. So the Blue Bayou is the one in California. But since we aren't planning on going to California anytime soon, well, not for another three years. I tell you, we are planning that as well. No wonder we've never got any money. Um, Don't tell everybody that. <laughs> well, we spend it all on Disney. So let's have a look at what the uh, offerings might be at the Blue Lagoon restaurant. But for me, it's the, I, I don't really care what I eat. I just no. want to be in there, be inside the ride, sitting and watching people go, go by on the boats and experience the atmosphere. Yeah. The, the other thing, thing I'm, I'm going to mention while you're looking, at, looking for the menu, um, I actually posted an article a couple of days ago. Um, originally, before Walt died, while the, the um, 
the attraction was being built in, in California. In fact, it was after it was built in California. Walt had planned to move his apartment from Main Street above the fire station mm-hmm. to a suite above Pirates of the Caribbean in New Orleans Square. Um, he ended up, as I said, dying before that was finished as well. Um, and it was, it was later turned into something called the Disney Dream Suite. Um, only half of it was used, though. And in recent years, it's actually been turned into a private restaurant um, that was only available to, to people that had got an awful lot of money or were D23 members, uh, Club 33 members, even. Um, but in the last couple of weeks, um, it's now actually available to book, but you have to book it as a package. Um, that package for 12 people will cost you $15,000. Bargain. Um, it's called 21 Royal, um, as it is based in 21 Royal Street, New Orleans Square. Um, I posted an article on the website. There's some some pictures there. Uh, website www.magical-kingdoms.com and you'll be able to see that. It's, I think it's on the front page at the moment, um, as it was only, only written at the end of last week. Um, so you'll be able to see that. Um, but tell me what the menu is then. Okay, let's see what you could eat. So for a start, you don't have to have fish. We've got Caribbean chicken. There is also a fillet of grilled beef uh, and a rack of roasted piglet with Jamaica old rum sauce. So there's plenty for you to eat. Oh, and that is served with sweet potato cake and sweet potato is one of your favourites, so yeah. you'd be fine. And then they've got a ton of dessert, so we could totally do it. Yeah. So you might be in danger. Ha- having said that, though, um, I've just had a look and what does it sound, Disney? Um, as part of our continuing efforts to exceed the expectations of our guests, this restaurant is closed today. So I would imagine the restaurant might possibly be down with the ride. Well, I don't think California's right. Oh, Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon. Yes, I would imagine the whole thing's closed. So in June, we won't be eating there, probably, whether or not. No. Brilliant. No. But there we you won't go. Be because the ride is closed. Uh, no. Though it may be open for soft openings by then, it is due to open the following month. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's not a, not a bad thing. Uh, and as we've, we've said, Paris is now getting the upgrade. It's going to feature Jack Sparrow. It's going to feature Barbosa. There's rumours that there used to be a pair of duelling pirates that haven't worked for a while at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. There is rumours that it's either possibly going to be Jack and Will or Jack and Davy Jones that will be fighting each other. Davy Jones would be better. Though Davy Jones has been used previously in mist yeah. effects. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, there is actually a new version of Pirates of the Caribbean um, that's opened at Shanghai. It's called uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Battle, Battle for the Sunken Treasure, I believe. Right. Um, which is a completely different ride. It's still in a boat, but the boat is very different. The boat turns to face action pieces. Um, it's a mix between animatronics, screens... Um, there's a, a full audio animatronic Davy Jones um, playing the the organ that he plays in the in the film. Um, I believe you see animatronics of Davy Jones's pirates, the the shell-like creatures that you see yep. in in the part second of the ship, film. Part of the crew. Yep. Um, and things like that, and it is very much a completely different ride. How come they get something so cool? <laughs> it's partly due to the fact that. Disney don't pay for everything. No, built um, from scratch as well, I suppose. Yeah, it's not it's, being incorporated into an existing ride. It's and we, we know the Asian market is very much of an upgrade yeah. when it comes to technology and, and things like that. But there's plenty of ride-throughs of that. You can go and see that on YouTube. Yeah. Um, we don't think we'll ever get to China at, at the moment. No. That's for sure. <laughs> no, I think Disneyland Paris will see us a few times. Yeah, Dis- that's easy Disneyland to get Paris to. And, and the US parks uh, are likely our limit at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can see those. And, and that's in a whole whole new area in in Shanghai. That's I believe it's called Pirate Cove. Um, so it's got its own whole own area. Um, that it's built into, whereas the other two have kind of been built into, certainly the US parks have been built into areas that were already there. Yeah. Um, Adventure Isle for for Florida, as we said, New Orleans Square for for California. Paris is a bit more themed to pirates, where it is. It's yeah. still still in another area, but it's it's kind of it's next to 
the Jolly Roger. Um, so it is certainly themed a bit more. And Skull Island is, is there as well. So Paris is, is definitely definitely more themed to pirates than, than the other two parks. It's a great area. I think Sam will appreciate it a lot more when we go back yeah. in June. Especially if he gets to meet Captain Hook and Smee. Yeah. He did actually get to meet Captain Jack, but he was fast asleep. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, it certainly was. Um, but um, Paul touched on something briefly there when he was talking about ride-through videos and everything. Speaking of videos, um, we do have a vlog out on our YouTube channel, just the one, but Paul is putting the finishing touches to our second one, which yeah. is um, off Disney, but there you go, um, off the Disney topic. It was actually a video of our trip that was it day after boxing day yeah we went to leaveston studios to do the harry potter warner brothers tour um it's very very close to where paul's family live it's literally a five ten minute drive away so we thought it'd be rude not to go um especially as there are lots of new things on there so i'm not going to go into it in detail because this is our disney podcast but episode two will be up shortly so do give it a watch because um, we will keep updating the YouTube channel, which is at Magical Kingdom of Walt. We also have a Twitter account, which is at Kingdom of Walt, and a Facebook account, which is at Kingdom of Walt, and of course the website, double, there, can't speak, www.magical-kingdoms.com. So that's a dash if you don't know what a hyphen is, I'm sure you do. Um, but on there is links to everything all of our channels, um, all of our write-ups that we've done. There's tons of articles on there. Um, I will put up some more links about the baby centres, though, and we'll also put some links up for people that want to look into the DVC points plan. Um, and also, we'll put touring plans up on there, although I think they are, these, these might be on the homepage anyway as places that we recommend yeah. and that we like. Oh, what else oh. do we like in Disney? For us... We come home from work every day and we do gravitate towards YouTube. We watch uh, The Tim Tracker, we watch Justin's Card, we watch Adam the Woo, we watch uh, DLRP fans. Um, we've just picked up on a couple of others that we're watching. Um, it's a couple you of new ones. Dis yeah, Disney in Details a good one. Oh, of I really like that. What? Ears. Oh, yeah, Ears to You. We love Ears to You. We find those really down-to-earth interesting people they're lovely i'm just trying to find that other one i don't think i subscribed so i have to look back oh yes who's that that we've been watching as well mr cheesy pop mr cheesy pop he's cool i'm trying to find the one i did i found this um uh, family it's uh, a couple with little girl and a little boy and we found them because they did Bay Lake Tower tours. Grand yeah, Floridian and they also did the Grand Floridian. Um, oh, I really want to be able to find it as well because there was some absolutely fantastic stuff we were watching. And I thought I subscribed, but clearly I, I didn't. Well. I'm rubbish. I'll have to find that. I'll put we'll, that up we'll on the yeah. links. I know we've got, we've got some links to, to the trackers. We have uh, to Justin, to, to Adam on the website, but we'll, we'll throw some more on there for you guys. Oh, I found them. Let's subscribe as well while we're here then. It's a channel that is called Neverland Family. There they are. Oh, I am subscribed. It just didn't come up. So they've got tons on there and they are very, very detailed. Loads to see, loads to look at. Um... I'm just looking what else they've got on there. They've obviously got park days on there. They've got a wilderness lodge video, honey, that you probably yeah. want to have a look at. They've done Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Obviously, Bay Lake. Um, I think these guys are DVC members, which is probably how come they get to stay in all these fantastic places. Um, but yeah, just do your research. There's tons out there to to look at on YouTube and that's how we get a lot of our information. Yeah. And if, if anybody's, anybody's got, got any more recommendations for us, we're we're more than happy to take on. We're all ears. We're all Mickey ears. Yeah. By all means let us have them. Yeah, certainly. So I think that probably wraps it up from us today. Yeah, and certainly do. this is about 
bang on an hour. Yeah, again, for the <laughs> second time, we've basically so, managed to fill an hour. Not to be boring or anything, but I think you know what you can expect from us yeah. now. <laughs> so, again, just like to say thank you. Thank you to the people that listened to our first episode. Thank you to the people that have subscribed. Um, we really appreciate it, and we can, we can only hope that we, we, we can get bigger. Obviously, you can find me in, in other places. I'm on Dis After Dark, Universal After Dark. Strike, well, aren't you? <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on Strike, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast with a British twist. Um, you can also find me on Confusion as well, um, which is a, a geeky convention podcast. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's basically the places you can find me. Yep. So We hope that you found this podcast useful because that's what we want to do. For families that might not really know enough we want to provide useful information, the things that we found out work, hints, tips, tricks, money-saving ideas and everything. Because, you know, the parks are supposed to be wonderful places. People get so stressed these days that they leave and might not enjoy themselves. There's no reason why you can't have an amazing time. So we just hope we give you enough useful information that you want to keep listening. You want to keep hearing about what we do, what we find out and discover and that it can help you in some way to have a wonderful holiday because at the end of the day, we spend so much of our time planning, researching, watching, watching, reading and listening because we're massive daydreamers. That's why we work, so that we can go off and have these fantastic holidays and make these amazing memories. Yeah. And on that note, keep, keep on, on dreaming. dreaming.